Citizens Trust Bank, in service to the community since 1921. Here at Citizens Trust Bank, we've built ourselves on your trust. Trust that comes from stability, solidarity, and being a good community partner. We're proud to serve the Magic City by helping you turn your financial goals into reality. Whether it's saving for your child's education, to buying that dream home or vehicle, to starting or building your business, CTB has been there and will continue to be here to be a trusted advisor for all of life's milestones. We welcome the opportunity to earn your business and to serve you in the best capacity possible. Visit us online at ctbconnect.com or visit us at our location at 1700 Third Avenue North. We are Citizens Trust Bank, the bank that has been here, is currently here, and will continue to be here to serve the community. There are two people I can always count on to get jokes from. And y'all always hear me talk about Erica Bass, but also to my girlfriend's son, Jordan. He loves sending jokes. So this (laughs) is for you, dude. All right, y'all ready? Yes. You ready? I'm ready. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who? Who, who? (laughs) Are you an owl? (laughs) I'm going to need you to walk to Brooklyn and get my cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jordan. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I'm so excited. <laughs> I told you I was going to talk like this. <laughs> so, Jarita, when we first got started, I actually would open every show, right? So my, my voice was the first voice everyone heard, and it used to say that in the description in, until we pivoted a, a little bit. Because I was like, I want this to be intravenous with Iva, not intravenous with Iva and Eric and the crew. Gotcha. And as I've gone back and listened to old shows, I'm like, man, I was having fun, man. Now I got to yeah. sit here on mute. I got to sit here on mute all the time. Everybody coming in here get to tell jokes. I got good jokes to tell. All I get to do is laugh in the background. So um, it is an honor and a pleasure, Mr. Iva Williams, for me to be a guest on the show and be allowed back on the mic. I'm going to pass it to you. <laughs> My friend, um, Rosandra, told me that I'm an empath. Okay. Yeah. And I've been, and I've been kind of like digging into that, right? Uh, Okay. And like, I really, I could just. You could tell. Yeah. He want to (laughs) talk. Well, not, not just that, but I'm saying like. Picking up on energies mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah. saying. It's like uh, even even the show. It's like you know what I'm gonna put them on. That's why I blocked the day off, but never told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Because as we wind down season two, and 
you guys and Danielle will be the last two shows before my finale. I wanted to get y'all on here and just let people know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so in in I'll go one at a time, right? <laughs> Ladies first. Always. Jarita. All right. Everybody that's listening that goes to a black church, really any southern church, right? <laughs> you know where you sit. I know there are not really <laughs> seats in church, but you know where, you know, my seat. You know what I'm saying? And so if I had to make you feel my relationship with Jarita, she and her mom sat right in front of us <laughs> at church. That's how we grew up. That's how that's how it go down. That's how we know each other. That's how we family. You know what I'm saying? We, the people you sit by in church, you know them closer than some of your cousins and uncles and aunties. And so when I made this endeavor, Jarita just showed up and was like, I got you, anything you need. And so as you tell your story, okay. tell your joke, tell your story, tell us why you're here. All right, well, my joke. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what did the triangle say to the circle? What? You're pointless. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd in me loves that joke. <laughs> That's what, oh man, you got to text me that one. I got to say that to one of my classmates. <laughs> Jarita. Yes. Tell us about you. Oh, wow. This Where you come from? <laughs> this is Who a your little grandpappy different. is. <laughs> <laughs> this is different because I don't really talk about myself. So let's see. I am Jarita Smith Zalander, and I, I guess I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. I am a six, seven new baby, um, I think with baptized, christened, mm. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Where'd you go to elementary school? Ooh, elementary. I went to Central Park Elementary School. And high school? High school. I graduated from the Inslee High School. Now, what did you do while in high school? Like extracurricular, uh, what, what were your things? Uh, I was in the band. I was in the choir. Uh, SGA. Uh -huh. I did uh, <laughs> and then when you left Ansley, you went to? When 
I left Inslee, I went to the Alabama Agricultural and Mechanical <laughs> University, better known as A&M, a.k.a. The Hill. And while there, what did you pledge? I pledged the one and only Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, the Delta Delta chapter. And now, um, between between school and right now, tell us about that period. Ooh. So I graduated A and M with a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had my oldest. June of 2008. Okay. And I finished my graduation requirements July of 2008. Okay. I moved back to Birmingham. Uh, I worked for my uncle for a while. Mm -hmm. And then I got a job with the federal government. People don't know who your uncle is. Oh, yeah. People don't know who my uncle is. So I worked for my uncle, and his name is Chris Woods. So I worked for... It's 12,000 of (laughs) y'all. Right. (laughs) I worked for Woods Contracting. Um, Now I'm with the federal government. In that time frame, I now have a total of four kids. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm married, of course. Mm Mm-hmm. And really, I actually came here because Ava has always been a big brother to me ever since <laughs> I can really remember. I mean, Ava even came to Huntsville to see me <laughs> like, <laughs> a couple times. So, um, and I was just really excited about what he was doing. I loved what he was doing. Um, Ava has always just been one of those people that, Anything he's actually done, it's just always kind of fruition and it grows, you know. Um, and one thing I always loved about him is Ava has always been himself. <laughs> he has always kept it real and has been himself no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> we going to leave that in there. <laughs> no matter what. Now, um... We gonna we gonna hold up and oh no I'm I want to ask you this question. What makes you so Birmingham? Ooh. Now we asked in another podcast, so you got a little star, Stop. but for this for the purposes of this one, what makes you so Birmingham? Okay, what makes me so Birmingham? Uh Really, I probably would have to give that all to my family <laughs> on uh, on both sides. Uh, all to my fam. My dad's side, the Smith side, that's how uh, we got to 6th Avenue. He, he's a 6th Avenue baby, so he grew up in 6th Avenue when it was on 6th Avenue, where UAB mm-hmm. is now. Um, and then, of course, my mom, she is a Woods. So she's the oldest of Calvin Woods' 13 kids. And just the combination of my mom's side and my dad's side, I think I have been all over Birmingham. (laughs) From whether it's churches to 
clubs to just different organizations. Um, and I gotta stop saying on oh, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also, and I'm, I'm a West Side girl. I grew up. I grew up in Central Park. Love it. I'm always be a West Side girl. No matter where I go, I still love to go over there and drive through. Um, I'm the same way into this way. <laughs> I just for no for no, for no reason, reason I find yes. I make excuses to go to it. Yeah. And it's you know. It's the West. I still, I still love it. Um, it's, it has its ups and downs. Like right now, I think it's a food desert, but I love the growth that is coming back to the West Side. Um, that's been a thing that I love to go over there and see now. The different businesses, even the houses that are being renovated and sold. Just everybody's trying to step it up on the West Side, and I love that because we deserve that. Now, to my little brother from another mother, <laughs> the 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 one that is just here to spin records, like blue, like blue. <laughs> Tell me a joke. Why is a haunted house the best place for a single man looking to meet women to throw a party? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> a little extra there. <laughs> because the ghost will bring all the booze. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was trying to think of some boo, but I, I was like <laughs> boo. Boo. I'm gonna boo myself, boo. <laughs> now um Eric. I want you to first of all, first of all, tell us tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, so you know what's what's funny for me, Iva, is I used to be afraid in my mid thirties to tell people my age and, and, and I and I can't tell you why. I I know I still look like I'm twenty something. Um I, I guess because I didn't feel like I was 35. I didn't feel like, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but, I, but I say all that to say this. Next August 1st, I'll be turning 40 years old. But in my, in my mind, I, I'm still just that kid from Montgomery, man. Yeah. I, you know, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, born and raised, went to Brubaker Elementary and Junior High. Hold on high. before you oh, okay. finish. Okay. 40 is the best age ever, dude. <laughs> is it? What? <laughs> oh, my God. Ask ask people about forty. Okay, I'm gonna ask 40. my pops tonight. Yeah, I'm, call not, I'm sorry, but no, you good, you good. So yeah, Brew Baker Junior High and Elementary. Shout out to the Brew Crew. Shout out to the Bulldogs. Uh, so that that that's where I went. Now for me, the thing that I think a lot of people know that I'm very big on sharing is I was always very much strong. And push towards academics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've told you the story. My father would not let me participate in athletics if I brought home anything lower than a B. And I tested that out one time, and he, he did show that he he was not playing. Wow. Went to Loveless Academic Magnet Program, better known as LAMP. Um, LAMP is is year in and year out always top ten as far as 
academically performing high schools in the nation. Um, <coughs> I just want to point out to y'all, current Lampers, I don't know where you're sitting, but I saw a couple times over the past few years where Lamp was like number seven or eight, but while I was there, we was always top three. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I had anything to do with that. <laughs> so Loveless Academic Magnet Program, better known as Lamp, um, attended the University of Alabama where I met some of my best friends. And you know this, I want to give a shout out to one of my best, one of my two best friends of the past 21 plus years, DeAndre Howard, who just got a kidney transplant. Hey. Um, amen. You know, you know, and, and the reason I'm shouting his shouting him out is a uh, long story short, you know, I've told you I was with him um when we had to take trips to the doctor and yeah. we found out what was going on with his kidneys, you know, almost 20 years ago. So we always knew this time would come. Yeah. But it came so rapidly it felt like and everything happened all at once yeah. up to and including being able to uh get that transplant from a non-living donor so for wow. people who are not organ donors on your driver's license you know if, if it doesn't infringe upon your religious beliefs because because i understand that you know definitely think twice because i don't know what you're gonna do with them body parts when you when you go to the grave because you're not gonna take them with you i'm a donor and I support that message 100%. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, you know, there, there's a few things you know about me that I don't share about my University of Alabama because we got put on probation. <laughs> you know, I tell that to select people. Cause, what year were you there? Who was You're going to start asking questions because we was in the news. And so I'm not, I'm not putting that on the tape. <laughs> I got to tell you that story about what we did and how it happened. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so at the University of Alabama now, I actually started off in the business school. I don't, I don't think you know that. Mm-mm. Is I started off in the business school. Um, the the most challenging area for me academically was always math, and me and my family never knew why. Mm-hmm. Now my dad always said, "Well, Eric, you're just lazy in math. Everything else always just comes easy for you." Mm-hmm. So it was actually a, a, a calculus three level class. I think it was like Cal, Cal, like Cal three. It was Cal three. I was taking my freshman year, and I was making you know basically borderline C's, B's, and I was like, I got to get a B in this class. So that made me feel like business wasn't the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. It turns out um, I was diagnosed that same semester as being dyscalculic, which is dyslexic, but numbers is the easiest way I've for me. never yeah. heard of that. Right. Well, a very it makes sense, but I'm saying I've just never yeah. heard that as a term or anyone say that. Well, yeah. a lot of people that are dyscalculic won't know. Unless it is very severe. Like they look at numbers and the numbers literally don't make sense to their brain at all. Mine's not that bad. I just, so to give it to you in a way that you'll understand, if if I'm doing math, even if I understand how to do it, if the answer is like 617, if I'm not really slowing down or have extra time, I might write like 716. But I knew the answer was 617. Dude, I think I'm discalculated. <laughs> I want all of my teachers. <laughs> I want all of my teachers. Listen, it was not me. I'm discalculate. And you guys should have diagnosed that shit. Nah. I, like I just that. helped you discover a disability you didn't even know you had. Right. Um, but as when I so let me back up a little bit. I'm sorry. So at the University of Alabama, I did start off in the business school. Um, I always enjoyed sports and writing, and I was like, well, maybe I want to be on Sports Center. Mm-hmm. So I moved to the journalism school, and I made economics my minor. Okay. Um, what I discovered about journalism, and it's funny for me to say this because we've had several different journalists sitting in the guest chair, 
is that when you f- are first starting off, it's very structured on what you can and can't do. This is what goes in this paragraph. This is what goes in this paragraph. This is how you close it out. Um, you can't inflect your own thoughts and personality. You basically just filling in a jigsaw puzzle, right, mm-hmm. with, with what happened in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went through a couple of semesters of that, and I, I felt like that would take away from what I wanted to do. Um, so I switched my major one more time mm-hmm. to English. Now, the plan was always for me to go to law school. Okay. Plan was for me to go to law school. So my uh, bachelor's is in English with minors in journalism, economics, and I'm a couple of credits shy of political science. So jack of all trades, as my father would say. Um, I ended up not going to law and school. And a master of none, master like my dad none. would say. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. I ended up not going to law school. Um, my youngest sister and I are 22 years apart. Um no one asked me. Er! No, bro. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sorry, no, Dad. We are not gonna just glide <laughs> over that, boss. Yeah, man. Twenty-two years apart. Twenty-two. Wow. Twenty-two. So that's awesome. That's it, a blessing. It, but but it is. It really, it really is. is. So. I, I'm laughing about this because I'm visualizing in my head. You know, we we we, we don't try, don't visualize that in your head. So, well, no, I'm gonna tell the story. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the story. I, we, we try not to say we try, try not to date these podcasts by saying you know, oh, this happened. Well, I have to do this. So we, we, we're just coming off Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and my stepmother, who I call mom, she has earned that title as mom. That is my mama. Okay. Um, so we are actually only, I think about. 17 years apart, if I do the math. Mm-hmm. Um, so, play a play. Pops is a pop. So, without me getting too far off track, growing up, my dad always was the parent that came and volunteered. Like, for field day, say, yeah. hey, is Mr. Flowers coming? Yep, he's coming. Okay, so we need some parents to take uh, their vehicles and put the kids in their vehicles because we got a field trip where we can't get a bus. Dad was driving. Yeah. All, all my sporting events, you know, everything, dad was always there as that volunteer parent. What I have realized in adulthood, uh-huh. these, these, uh, which, what's more proper? Should I say women or should I say females? Ladies. The ladies. The ladies that were my teachers uh-huh. and guidance counselors and so forth growing up that would always come to me and be like, is your daddy coming? They would sing It was not because they knew he was going to participate. <laughs> right? Well, I, I, I want to say this to and about your father. Um, I feel like I know him. You speak so glowingly Thank of you. him. Thank you. And, um, sir, you raised a hell of a man. He going, hey, he, y'all will meet one day and he going to argue you to your toenails. Nah, <laughs> he can do this better. He can do but I appreciate that he's hard on me. Uh, so, yes, um, what mom said right before she started praying over Thanksgiving dinner is she said, you know, doctors always told her she would not be able to have children. And the Lord blessed her. With five, oh. my, my myself and my sister Asia have the same biological father and mother, uh-huh. and then the youngest three, I I, I have a different mother than them. Uh-huh. But again, mom, who I say mom, I'm talking about my stepmom. She, you know, right. said she's earned that title, and it means it has always meant a lot to me when she says the Lord blessed her with five children, not three, blessed her with five oh. children. That's so cool. yep, twenty two years apart. Worked for several years in um, 
multi-unit management in Montgomery and Prattville area. That's actually what got me up to Birmingham. I was running the Radio Shack in Bessemer, working my way up the corporate ladder, thought I was doing my thing, and then life happened. Yeah. Life happened in Radio Shack. Uh, as oh. they started to go kaput, I was one of the first ones to go. Mm. Um, and it, it really hurt me because of all the time and, and you know blood, sweat, and tears I had put into it. Yeah. But it ended up being such a blessing because I ended up at Jenny Craig, as you know, and that's how I met Danielle Hines. Right. Danielle was actually uh, one of my clients there. Um, so I ran that center here in Birmingham off Highway 280. If anybody's trying to lose weight, I can still speak highly of them. That program works. Don't call me, though. Call Jenny Craig. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't pay me to say that. Uh, and then, but I'm a cinema bill. Uh, uh, right, right. Cinema <laughs> bill anyway. Um, it was last August, August of 2021, uh, when I talked to Danielle and I said, you know, hey, I don't know if I'll be able to come down and teach those podcast classes the way that we had discussed. I got a lot going on um, with X, Y, and Z as far as work is concerned. And Danielle said, okay, well, why don't you come talk to me um, about being at, at Creed? I need some. I, I need someone to run the community and help me run the operations there. Uh, we, we sat down, and I immediately knew, uh, without thinking or praying about it, that this is where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've been here. I am confirmation to that. <laughs> you are, you are. I've been here since last August. You know, I can go on and on, but um I'm just I'm just a kid from Montgomery, man. Well, you're more than a kid from Montgomery to me. You are my right hand and um you know, we talk about um the the what am I trying to say? The, when I originally took classes, and I want y'all to know this, I I literally took classes from Eric to learn about podcasting. I had been thinking about it, praying about it, couldn't quite think of, you know, well, what am I going to talk about? And, you know, developing that thought and developing that idea and turning all of that into something that I could do and and um, replicate in a manner in which you all would enjoy it, that's all Eric. <laughs> that's all Eric. And so um, I just, I can't thank both of you enough for what you have been and what you've done for me. So I'll give you a joke. (laughs) Why are elevator jokes so good? Why? They keep you up? No, because they work on many levels. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. How can people find you on social media and where and what do you where do you like to hang out most? Where do you post the most? You know what's so funny is I was a heavy poster on Facebook and Twitter for many, many years. Uh Uh-huh. I will put this out there because I don't care at this point. It's funny to me. Um, one of the jobs, career-wise, I was looking at right before I came to Crete was with a government agency that is often referred to in alphabet form. There are only there are only there are only a few of them. DARPA. Mm. No, no. <laughs> I would have had a badge and a gun. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I would have had a badge and a gun. Yeah. 
My social media <laughs> <laughs> got you in trouble with the FBI. I'm not gonna say <laughs> my social media had a hand in that position not being offered to me. So, um, having said that, <laughs> I am Eric Flowers on Facebook. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, it is just like water one seven. That comes from a Bruce Lee quote. I won't be long winded and tell the story. But if people really want to interact with me, I think Twitter is the best place to find me because if I don't know you, I'm not adding you on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Now, where is your favorite place to hang out on social media? Uh, and where can people follow and find you? So, I am not a social media person. And that <laughs> is probably mostly because of me, but also because of my government job. Uh, yeah, those jobs, see, you know. She was smart, see? Uh, she <laughs> had a little more sense than yeah, you did. You know, I, I kind of, look, I kind of learned that back in the Black Planet uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So, um, but I am on social media and Facebook. I don't have Facebook and Instagram. I don't do anything else because I don't have time. So Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> it is Jerita Smith Zellender. And on Instagram, it is Lady Ziggs. All right. Um, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back. I want to hear about your favorite charities, and then we're going to play some this or that. Hello, I am Dr. Brandy Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison, author of the best-selling book, Shine, Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream, Focus On It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-I-B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205 948 71 it is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life. Jarita, what's your favorite charity? Okay, so my favorite charity right now at this moment would have to be the Calvin W. Woods Foundation. Tell us about it. Well... That foundation was created by my aunts and uncles and my mom for my granddaddy um, because of his legacy as far as civil rights and teaching and education and uh, ministry. And what we do, we give I know we give a scholarship, we give a couple of scholarships at the end of the year. Um, last year they gave a couple of scholarships at Parker high school because he taught at Parker a lot a lot of years (laughs) (laughs) and um and I think this year we're going to open it up to more Birmingham City schools but yes what's your favorite charity Eric discovery clubs discovery clubs I'm trying to remember tell tell me about it 
directly from their website. Uh. (laughs) Uh, Discovery Clubs currently has 164 trained volunteer mentors reaching over 1,000 children with the gospel of Jesus Christ in 19 public elementary schools in Birmingham, Alabama, and the surrounding counties each school year. Mm. Nice. Well, if either of you don't answer these questions... You got to make a donation of $50 to the charities. And we're going, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you both answer it. Okay. Okay. Ladies first. Ladies Ladies first. first. There we go. All right. So, Alabama A&M or Alabama State? Alabama A&M. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama State. I knew that was a good place to start. <laughs> this is a setup. Man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> I will not be robbed today. <laughs> Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood Field. So I'm only saying Regents Park because I have not been to Rickwood Field. Okay. Um. So my answer is Regents Park, but I feel like based on what everyone has said about Rickwood, if I had been ever been there, I would say Rickwood, but I, I can't give that answer. I just found out that the Savannah Bananas have announced their date for next year. Okay. And I'm taking you. Perfect. Cool. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park all day. Definitely Railroad Park. All right. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Mm. I'm going to go with Legacy Arena. I got some Ebony fashion show experience at Legacy Arena. All right. Um. The only reason, I, I, the reason I am saying protective, who, who was the who was the uh, country artist that was here recently? Garth. It was Garth. okay. I, I thought it was Garth, and I was like, I don't want to say that and be wrong, but uh, hopefully, before we over, you ask ask me why do I think I'm so Birmingham? Because oh. this ties into the, what I'm saying now ties into that. So protective stadium is going to allow Birmingham to continue to progress and become this shining symbol of the South that I believe it can. And I understand the history and within the name of Legacy Arena, right? But for me, Protective Stadium is such a move towards the future. Hmm. Nice. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion Field all day. All day. Classic. All day, Legion Field. (laughs) Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? McWayne Science Center. Let's all say it together for Eric. Hold on. Hold on. Man, y'all don't know how long I've been waiting to get on the bike. (laughs) So when when, uh, when we started doing this or that, you know, it was interesting for me to hear what people would choose. But no one was picking McQueen. And it was pissing me off. At the end of the day, I am a nerd at heart. And I'm not afraid to say it. And nobody was picking McQueen. I'm like, all the cool science exhibits they got in there, man. I've taken my, my all my siblings there. Ain't nobody picking McQueen. McQueen, 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 a thousand times McQueen. And man. then every time it got to the point when, when people start 
started choosing McQuain, he'd give him a high five. Yeah, that little that little <laughs> that little that you hear in the background when someone says McQuain, that's me giving him a high five. <laughs> All right. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Blah, Vulcan Park. Mm. I'm gonna say Vulcan Park. So I've always liked this question. Didn't know if I would ever get to tell you the story, but you're gonna like this. So back in 2016, I was I was dating someone, and the first time we said I love you was at the the sloss, the the Halloween sloss, yeah, haunted house, the, the haunted the haunted house that they do at sloss. Um, a few months later, <laughs> that was about about six months later. When when we both realized we just needed to break up, it was that Vulcan. <laughs> so you asking that question always makes me laugh because the answer for me is Vulcan <laughs> because it set me free. <laughs> that is hysterical. Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. So I have to answer it. The answer for me is Biggie. But it's a two-part question, even though you didn't ask two-part question. Biggie is a better lyricist, but I think for the overall influence of hip-hop, Tupac had a longer reach influence-wise and was the better performer. But if I had to just give you an answer, I'm going to say Biggie. All right. Michael Jackson or Prince? MJ. Now, growing up, I would have said MJ. Um, you know, you, you brag on my dad. And one of the things I'm thankful for in adulthood is that he kept me away from a lot of different types of music. Um, I, I never would have been able to tell you till I became an adult that NWA and, you know, quote unquote gangster rap that I can say shit. Yeah, that, that, that shit. <laughs> I forget where I am because I'm, I'm on the mic finally. Right. That shit really took off. 88, 89, 90, right? So late 80s. And I always wonder, like, why every time we get in the car, my dad will only play, like, Michael Jackson. Like, all we ever listened to is Michael Jackson. Well, he was he was protecting me in a lot of ways. So Michael Jackson, I, I knew all of the words to all of his songs by the time I was, like, five years old. So I always would have said MJ. Now, when mom came along, so, again, stepmom, but I call her mom. When mom came along when I was about 12 years old, she was a real. She was always a real big Prince fan, so I started listening to Prince, and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute, man! I've been cheated." So, 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 so now I would say, I would say, I would say Prince just for my personal preference. All right, Alabama theater or lyric theater? Alabama theater. I'm gonna say lyric. Right. I'm going to say Lyric Theater. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Oh, that's a hard one. Why are you doing me like that? Okay. Um, <clears throat> of course, I'm going to have to go with the Civil Rights Institute. All right. The, the, the BCRI is an integral piece for our people to understand where, you know, where we've come from, where we've been, and it does bring people from all over. But my first love from an athletic standpoint was baseball. Mm. The reason I have to say the Negro League Museum is whether you're talking about Josh Gibson, Satchel Pate, Jackie Robinson played in the Negro Leagues. Mm -hmm. These are names that are more popularized and more um, prevalent in, in current and pop culture now. But so many people still do not know what these giants were able to accomplish. You know, we can turn on CNN or pick up a history book 
and, and every February we, we, we get the civil rights lessons, but we rarely get the history behind what it means for Ken Griffey Jr. or Barry Bonds, right? Or an Andrew McCutcheon. I can name them. I can, I can name so many. A Deion Sanders. Shout out, shout out to Coach Sanders doing great things. Now, he's a baseball player. He will tell you baseball was his first love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bigger, more so than track or football. Um, and and I, so I want to say the Negro League Museum because of the love I want these people to get. Outstanding. Barons or squadron? Squadron. It would make me a hypocrite not to turn around and say Baron. <laughs> I just gave that damn spiel. Legion or stallions? Stallions. Hammer down. Hammer ah, down. Hammer down. Shout out to hammer the United down. States men's national soccer team. Yeah. Progressing to the knockout rounds in the 2022 World Cup. Amen. And finally, Alabama. Or Auburn? Roll Tide. Of course, Roll Tide. But did you know <laughs> I, I actually was a self-proclaimed Florida State fan for, for, for up until I was about 10? Really? Yeah. Um, maybe not 10. Yeah, nine. Nine years old. I was a self-proclaimed Florida State fan. Why? Um, because my dad was an Alabama fan, and I, my young age, I, I want my own team, uh, right? Mm. Dad never gave up. What turned the table for me was the night. So it was played in January of 93, but it's the 1992 National Championship where Alabama beat the shit out of, my, <laughs> out of Miami. Yeah. You know, got the George Teague strip. It was 32 to 13. Yeah. You know, you had, uh, had Lamar from Miami talking all that noise the whole game. Yeah. And – that that game, my dad is actually a very mild mannered guy, but we sat and watched that game. He's jumping on couches, <laughs> he's shaking a shaker, he yelling. I was like, I, I think I need to be an Alabama fan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, final question. Well, kind of. First of all, let me ask you this. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, if you weren't working for the federal government, what's the what's the path untraveled? What would you be doing? Wow. Um, <laughs> so when I first went to A and M, I was a double E major. I was electrical engineering. So. At that time and before, I always thought that I would be, I guess, in the private sector doing something with, like, Lockheed, Boeing, Alabama Power, because I was an engineer major. hmm And my freshman year, I also picked up a minor, which was pre-law. Mm-hmm. Because people would say I used to like to argue, and I don't think it was argue. I was just very opinionated and would just just be upfront about it. Um, so that was my major at first, and I really kind of saw myself at that. I did a intern at a company with engineering, like in my fourth year, and y'all, I was just like. 
I think I'm too of a social person to be mm. <laughs> to be in this major mm. because I actually worked at a job that they were the typical classical smart nerdy people and and I don't mean that in a bad way at all because they didn't have the social skills literally I would come in the office saying good morning they go in their shells, like, oh, my gosh, she's talking. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, this ain't going to work for me because I, <laughs> I had that people side. So I changed my major to business, um, and I still had that side that I wanted to go to law school. Mm-hmm. But then by the time I started having kids and stuff, I, that came a far distance and taking them time to go back to school to do that. So... Interesting. Right now, and I, I still have my love for all of that. Mm-hmm. So I probably would really probably be like a business owner, a business consultant kind of, which is crazy because it's kind of what I'm working on now mm-hmm. <laughs> to tie all my my loves and my likes into one. Yeah, that the saying is if you love what you do, you'll never work, work a day in your life. life. It's real, though. What's the road in travel, Eric? You know, I, I wanted to say, oh, I would have gone to law school be, be, because. So shout out to Granny, my my, my father's mm-hmm. mother. We call her Granny. Mm-hmm. Recently turned 89 years old. Oh, wow. Praise the Lord. Still here with us. Still still Granny, right? Out there walking, just taking care of herself. Look, looks like she's 45 years old. Yeah. But what Granny used to always say, now... My, I know a lot of my cousins are going to listen to this. They used to whoop my ass, right? So, you know, when cousins, we go outside and play. They always wanted to fight me. And, and I think it's because they realized I was Granny's favorite. I'm going to let that hang in the air. <laughs> jab, jab. Well, because, but here's what Granny used to say. Uh, like, like, no, leave that baby alone. That's going to be Granny's doctor or Granny's lawyer, right? Yeah. What she used to always say. Like, yeah, Granny, you tell them. <laughs> so I, I've always wanted to say uh, I, I would be a, a, an attorney if if that if – that, um, if I wasn't where I am now, but the but the real answer is a screenwriter. I have mm. always I have always enjoyed telling stories, um, sharing the stories of others, and I always ask people to think about the way they feel when they are leaving a great movie experience. Mm. Um, a, a great film can change a life. It can save a life. And, and and that's what I would have wanted to do is to be a film writer so that I knew that I was impacting people um, on, on a personal level. Bring us home with what makes you <laughs> so Birmingham, man. You know, when, when you first asked that question, let, let me let me tell you, um, when you first asked that question, that's when I first started to think. Damn, this dude don't need me no more. Let me stop teaching him so well because <laughs> I need to. F- <laughs> you, know, you know how they tell you don't do too good at work, right? Or don't train the next person too good because you, you 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 want to be needed, right? You want to don't train your replacement too well. Um, when you first asked that question, I was like, if he ever asked that of me, what 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 would I say? And I've thought about it since the first time you've asked it. So here's my answer. Birmingham, to me, as just that kid from Montgomery, was always like a, a big city. Now I know in the in the in the 
greater scope of things, it's not when you think about, you know, your New Yorks, Los Angeles, and so forth. But from an Alabama standpoint, it, it really it really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, when I was at the University of Alabama and people would tell me they from Birmingham or went to Hoover or, you know, went to Ramsey or something, oh, I thought it was so cool. But you look at the history of Birmingham mm. and what so many people saw of the South in Alabama. You know, I tell people I, every day I look out the front door and I can see 16th Street Baptist Church where the terrorist uh, bombing happened in 1963, which is why Creed 63 has the 63 in it. And that was not even, what, 60 years ago? 58, 58, 59 years ago. Mm-hmm. Birmingham has come so far, but I still look around and I see in Mountain Brook versus downtown Birmingham or a Hoover versus certain parts of Homewood or an Inslee and a Bessemer. You know, I see places where we do come together, where we can come together, but I still see so many places where we are pushed so far apart. So I, it is my belief that Birmingham is on its way to being a symbol of what all of us believe can exist in America. So Birmingham is still finding itself. I am so Birmingham because just like this wonderful city, at almost 40 years old, I'm still learning and finding myself. Hmm. That was a good answer. It was. Thank you. That was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so let's take it home. With a preview of next season. I'm excited for this. And I'm skipping on this one. Favorite color? Red. That's not fair. My favorite color is red. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite food? (laughs) (laughs) Favorite food? Fried okra. Favorite movie? Love Jones. Favorite book? The Great Gatsby. Favorite season? Summer. Favorite pair of Jordans? Oh, Ooh. shit. Was it the 11s? The, yeah, the 11s. Jordan uh, 11s. I got to go look that up. <laughs> I was just happy, proud of myself that I added that as one of the questions. I'm going to be mad. <laughs> we got to look that up after the show. Because I know exactly which pair I'm thinking of, but I'm like, is it the 11th? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a little, I'm going to get some made for people that don't know. <laughs> like, hold it like, up. Yeah, which one of you like? <laughs> Favorite cartoon? My Little Pony. Mm. I'm an old school girl. Favorite NBA team? Currently? Or historically? It's up to you. It's up to me? Completely. Okay, currently? Currently, the Golden State Warriors because of the because of the way they play team ball. But I will always and forever be a Los Angeles Lakers fanatic. Me and my father are Los Angeles Lakers fanatics. Favorite NFL team? I'm gonna have to go with the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. America's team. Favorite MLB team. The Atlanta Braves, the team of the South. Dream car. 
A rose horse. All right. <laughs> this is for both of you. iPhone or Android? Man. iPhone. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Let me get man. iPhone. And that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a real good one. Now, I got to be careful here because my girlfriend has an Android phone, right? But you don't understand the visceral reaction I have when that damn green bubble. I know. I know. I couldn't agree more. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh. So if I could have a superpower, I'm not sure what it's called, but I watched this show and um, I can't even think of the name of it. But if y'all seen it, it's a whole bunch of passengers. They had took this flight and they were really gone for five years. But to them, they thought they were gone for a couple of days. And all of them kind of came back with some differences. I've heard, I've seen like the preview. And one of the characters, he has this power where he can literally sense and feel if you're being truthful, honest, real, and everything. Like as you talk, he can sense that. I would love that. I think I kind of, I can't necessarily say people are truthful or honest, but I already have a natural vibe feel like you can tell when folks lying (laughs) that's part of what russ was telling me about being an empath and Mm -hmm. real talk i know every time every that's why i don't lie to you (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's just impossible go ahead so I said earlier that I, I would have wanted to have been a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. It, it, man, life life is funny the way things are put in front of you because like, within a quick amount of time, God will put it back in front of you like, this is why. This is why I put it in front of you. Well, one of my favorite movies is called About Time. Uh, it has Rachel McAdams and Do- uh, Dominic Gleason. Now, I won't spoil the movie for you. It's av- I looked it up because I wanted to see what, where can people watch it. It's available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So check it out because it's it's a great date movie or it's a great movie for someone just to sit down and watch. About time. It's available on Hulu. Now, without spoiling the movie, I, I would want to be able to time travel. And, and and here's why. Oh my God. So 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 not 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 to go back and be like, Reverend King, I'm gonna need you to get off this balcony. <laughs> or, or or President Kennedy, I can't let you get in the car because I ain't trying I to <laughs> about having going back in time here's 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 how i would use time travel i think about my my grandfather my middle name my middle name i used to be ashamed of it is sylvester eric sylvester flowers i've told you my middle name comes from my grandfather um my paternal grandfather sylvester flowers and all the times you know we would just sit and have conversations just sitting on the front porch Uh, i think about him and I think about my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, so grandmother mom's side, all the things she tried to teach me about being a good man and what it meant to treat a woman well. And, and I, I would want to time travel back to just sit down and even if I'm not ha- having the conversations, to just sit there and, and, and be with them and learn from them. Again, to me, time travel would be about reliving those moments or reliving those times with the people who, when I go back to the present, will never be there going forward. But just to go back and spend some, spend a little bit of a time with the people that have always meant the most. Hmm. And I wish I could be a genie. 
I wish I could grant wishes. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you both for being my my foundation, my rocks, my left and right hand. I, I could not do this without you. I want to thank everybody for listening for two whole seasons. Today should be, this should be the literally 99th show. Mm-hmm. And we really couldn't do it without you, the listeners. I want to thank you guys for sending jokes. <laughs> I want to thank y'all for listening. I just want to thank everybody that's been on this ride. And I cannot wait to reveal what we have in store for you in season three. I want to thank Creed 63. Shout out to Daniel Hines. Our 360 News and UrbanHam.com. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.